What a great day today is. Some people say it's only on the second day of Rosh Chodesh. At least it will be an introduction. Marbim B'Simcha. Says Rashi, the Gemara in Tainis, the Chavtes. Says Rashi on the Gemara, Yemei Nisim Hoyuli Yisrael. These were days of miracles. Purim v'Pesach. Expect Rashi to talk about Purim. Ador is in Purim. Purim is in Ador. Rashi tells no Purim of Pesach. We're entering into a two-month period of Simcha. To celebrate the Nisim of HaKadosh Baruch who did for us and the salvation of Purim which of course chronologically came a thousand years after the miracle of the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim but we're celebrating two holidays these two days Purim and Pesach they're so different as we'll discuss and yet they are complementary they work together. Together with Purim and Pesach, we'll have a complete redemption on all aspects of the Jewish personality. The Gemara in Megillah, the Yud Gimel tells us that Homon, Homon Arusha, had a talent greater than other people. Says the Gemara, Leka di Yoda Lishna Bisha There is nobody in the world who knew how to speak Loshan Hara. Lishna Bisha knew how to speak Loshan Hara as well as Haman. When Haman came to King Achashverosh and told him about how terrible the Jewish people were and how it was that they really needed to be destroyed, what was his claim? What was the fault that he found among Am Yisrael that made us deserve this terrible fate? So Haman says, Yesh no Am Echad, Mefuzar u Mefarad Beino Amim. There's a nation, there's a nation which is scattered and fragmented. And when that nation is scattered and fragmented, the nation, the Jewish people, has no skut kiyum. There's no reason to let them live, let them exist. They deserve to be destroyed. The story of Purim, if we take it from the beginning of the Megillah, from the story of Mephuzar and Mephorah, to the end of the Megillah, where we find that the climax of the story is the Kibel HaYehudim. It says that the Jewish people received the Torah again. They received the holiday of of Purim. But it's interesting. It says Vikibel. Vikibel HaYehudim. That's grammatically a anomaly. Because Vikibel is in the singular. But the Swarim tell us that. It wasn't that Mordechai and Esther made a mistake when they wrote Vikibel Ayyudim. It wasn't that they flunked the Hebrew. Vikibel Ayyudim means that it shows that they became unified, that they were as one. 
just as in the Matan Torah where we have in Parshas Yisro, the prerequisite for Matan Torah was Vayichan Yisrael Negarahar, in the singular, that there was Am Yisrael became Ki Ishechad, Echad. So that was the Tikkun. The Kibel HaYehudim was the Tikkun for the, for the, for the Mufuzar Umafarad. The Gemara and Shabbos, that Pechez tells us, that only with the miracle of Purim was Kabbalah Satorah completed. At Har Sinai, there had been a flaw, a lack of total dedication. Kofu Aleim Harkigigis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, held a mountain over our heads and said, if you receive the Torah, fine, if you don't receive the Torah, Shom Teik Furaschem. We were forced to receive the Torah. It was a coercion. And the Gemara says, The Jewish people had a claim. We were forced into it. The Gemara says, There was something about the story of Purim that helped rectify the flaw that existed. That what was lacking at the time of the original Kabbalah Satorah, that which we, where there was a Kofa Leib Harkigigis, which indicated that the Jewish people were not totally ready to receive the Torah. That there was some part of them that resisted Kabbalah Satorah. And so Akali Baruch Hu says, but at the time of the Nase of Purim, Kiblua, utter Kiblua. Kimu the Kiblua Yehudim. Says the Gemara, Kimu Masha Kiblukvar. That which was already accepted, but was accepted with a Kim, with a greater authority, with a greater verification. So I'd like to examine three aspects of this renewed Kabbalah Satara. Things, and show how they represent things that were broken things that were incomplete and became fixed and unified. We'll talk about the what of this new Kabbalah Satorah, the why of this new Kabbalah Satorah, and the how. What? The Gemara Megillah of Yudalit draws a dichotomy between the redemption of Pesach and the redemption of Purim. Torah Rabbana, the rabbis taught in Abraisa, Arbaim Shmona Nevi'im, 48 prophets, Visheva Nevi'os, and seven prophetesses, Nisnabu Lehem Yisrael prophesied for the Jewish people, Velo Pichasu Velo Hosiru, and they did not take away anything, they did not subtract, and they did not add, Almashikosu Betorah, you can't add to the Torah, you can't subtract from the Torah. The Torah is whole, perfect. Torah says, right, can't add and subtract. Chutzmi Mikra Megillah. What was the first exception? The exception that the, that the prophets decided, that the Anshik Nesla decided, that we have to add something to the Torah? Chutzmi Mikra Megillah. Megillah Megillah was it. Maidrosh, says the Gemara. How did they do that? It must have had some kind of a drosha, some kind of an indication from the Torah itself 
that in the Torah there must be some foundation to the creation of the holiday of Purim. Can't can't just make something up on your own. Says the Gemara They made a Kalvachomer. A Kalvachomer? That's already has the status and the force of a Dindir Isa. Moshe Rabbeinu made Kalvachomers, right? Kalvachomers are something that are inherent in how the, the Torah was given. And so if they could darshan a Kalvachomer to show that there should be a Mikra Megillah, that there should be a holiday of Purim, so that would be legitimate. What was the Kalbu Chomer? If when the Gashem took us from slavery to freedom, that was cause enough to say Shira, to sing the praises of Hashem. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us from death to life, isn't it a Kalbu Chomer? that we should certainly sing the praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are sung, interestingly, through the Megillah. Right? Megillah is not a song. Megillah is prose. But if you read the Megillah carefully, there is a hidden song in there. A song of praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that was the Kalvachomer that they did. Pesach was me'avdus l'cheirus. Well, Purim was Mavos L'chaim. In Egypt, we were enslaved, but as bad as things were, we were still alive. We faced the annihilation of our spirit, because I'll tell us that we reached almost the 50th level of Tuma. Redemption was Me'avdus L'cherus, the spirit was liberated. However, the totality of the human being including his goof, including the body of the Jew, was not directly involved in one's connection to Hashem. Purim, as we know, differs from Hanukkah, as the Mephorshim tell us. Purim was the redemption of the bodies, of the goof, and that's why we celebrate. We celebrate with Mishta and Simcha, with drinking and fasting and feasting. Uh, the salvation of the bodies of the goof of Am Yisrael and Purim brought the goof of Am Yisrael into the covenant. At that point, at the point when the holiday of Purim came, until that point, physicality, the physical component of what the, of the Jew maintained somewhat of an independent existence, it hadn't yet, so to speak, entered into the covenant with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You think of an analogy. Just like we know that our brains and our bodies work in tandem, usually. If I tell my, my, my brain says to my hand, pick up your hand, it works, right? My hand always listens. Right? But sometimes things break down. Sometimes a person knows that he, he wants to do something, the brain says one thing, but he Something breaks down. There's some connection. In some similar sense, there was an independence, there was a separateness between what the neshama, the spirit of the Jewish people wanted, it was one level of existence, and the guf was another level of existence. The bodies of Am Yisrael hadn't yet brought into the system. 
the salvation of those bodies brought those bodies into the covenant. This was one resolution, one connection that was fixed in the holiday of Purim. Let's go on to the why. Why was there a Kabbalah Sator? What brought the Jewish people into, what, what made them say, you know something? Our Kabbalah Satara wasn't sufficient. We've got to strengthen it, renew it. Create a new level of Kabbalah Satara. What did they see in that miracle that was so much beyond other miracles that happened to the Jewish people? The Chassam Sofer asks the question. The Chassam Sofer says, if you read the Purim story, what does it sound like? The Jews were in trouble. Jews davened. And Jews were saved. That's the most normal thing in the world. That's the way the world has always operated and will operate. What was so special that there was something that the Jewish people saw? Rashi says that they accepted the, the, the Kimu Vakiblu, says Rashi, because of the love of the miracle. But why was this miracle so special? So the Chassam Sofer answers, if you think about it, in the Purim story, what was the sin of the Jewish people? What was the sin? What, what, what started the process of, of what made us deserve, from our point of view, right, from what we did? Says the Gemara, one of the sins was, They had Hanoah from the Suda of Achashverosh. Achashverosh invited everybody to his great party, invited the Jews, Mordechai said, don't go. But the Jews didn't listen. They said, Mordechai, if we listen to you, the Goyim are going to get angry at us, but we've got to fit in, and so therefore we're going to go. And they paid for it. That was the beginning, and that was the sin that brought about the decree of Haman. But says the Chassam Sofer, what happened at that Suda while they were sinning? What happened? The whole miracle began to start. Drunken Achashverosh got rid of his wife Vashti at that same party, which was the beginning of Esther and Mordechai, and the whole process of redemption started when in the middle of the sin. This says the Chassam Sofer. That's a, such an outstanding demonstration of Baruch's love, not only a, a demonstration of his love, but his demonstration of how deeply he is involved in every aspect. He is there when Achashverosh, the drunk, is commanding his wife Vashti to do kinds of things that she didn't want to do, and that was the beginning of his downfall and the beginning of the, of the, of the rise of the Jewish people. So what we have here is that there aren't two systems. We think, when we look at the world, there's the bad guys and the good guys, and they're fighting with each other. And eventually, the good guys hopefully win. Of course, Baruch is on the side is on the, on the side of the good guys. And poor we learn that the bad guy is really the good guy in disguise. We learn something about how to look at the world. That the world is a world where, when you see something, you don't know what you're seeing. There's something always going to be deeper there than what you see. When we talk about the miracles of 
Yitzias Mitzrayim. Rav Moshe Shapiro, Zichon Levrocha, said, why do, why do we need the great miracles of Mitzrayim to take us out of Egypt? Kodesh Baruch Hu, it says that the great miracles of Mitzrayim were on a level of miracles that had never existed before. Kodesh Baruch Hu said, oh, to the Ovos, Abram, Yisrael, and Yaakov, I appeared, the Kel Shakai. That was a lower level of involvement. That was a lower revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's overpowering greatness. To take the Jews out of Egypt, I'm going to say, Ani Hashem. Right? It's going to be with the name Yud Vavke. Going to be super pop, miracles that never had been and never will be. Or not, at least until Mashiach comes. Never will. Why did he need to do that? Because Baruch Hu could have done things much more simply. <laughs> just made an uh, easy miracle. Without a miracle. Just made Paro change his mind. The idea is, those the magnitude of the miracles wasn't so necessary to get us out of Egypt. That would have been a cinch. The magnitude of the miracles was necessary to teach Am Yisrael the reality of what this world is. That there is a God, that there is a Creator, that there is somebody who is all-powerful, that the, that that we who cares about us, who's intimately involved in what happens to us. That is Hashgacha, because this is the foundation of Kabbalah, Satorah. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted, needed that we that we would have full recognition of the reality of the world. What is this world all about? What kind of a world do we exist in so that when the Torah is brought down, in, brought to us, it will be brought into that world where we have the foundations of there is a God, there is a almighty God, there is an omnipotent God, an omniscient God, there is a God. Then, right, because if you don't have those foundations, so then Torah is, okay, an instruction book. But it's not the word of the living God who brought us all into existence. In a similar way, the Nisim of Torah taught us a new reality, a newer level, a deeper level of reality. How Kodesh Baruch Hu is so intimately involved in every aspect of all of the most mundane things that happen, that are, that are part of the world. And because we had this greater and deeper insight into the reality of the world, we were able to gain a greater and deeper insight into the Torah and receive the Torah in a deeper way. How? How do we accept the Torah? And what was new about the way the Jewish people related to the Torah? The Merush Tanchuma in Parashas Noach explains that the redemption of Pesach, the spiritual redemption of Yetzias Mitzrayim was sufficient to induce B'nai Yisrael to accept Torah Shebech Sav. To accept the Torah, as the Medrash says, Torah Shebech Sav, relatively short, relatively easy. Right? It's a thin book if you take out all the Mephorshim. Right? Just, right? Just study the Torah. But we needed the deeper redemption of Purim to prepare us for dedicating ourselves properly to the, Torah, to the study of Torah Shabbat Peh. The how of our renewed Kabbalah Torah was accomplished by committing ourselves to delving into the depths of Torah 
and accessing the depths of a Kodesh Baruch Hu relationship with Am Yisrael. Because Yisrael, Kuchabricha, Vyaraisa, Yisrael, Kodesh Baruch Hu, and the Jewish people and the Torah are all one. Until Purim, Torah came to us from the outside. Hashem gave us the Torah from the outside in. But when we talk about Torah Shabbat Peh, we don't just mean the Torah Shabbat Peh in the, in the simpler form of, okay, the explanation of what is the mitzvahs of the Torah Shabbat Peh. When we talk about Torah Shabbat Peh, we're talking about that connection between the Jewish mind and the Torah, so that the Jew who is studying Torah, who is delving into Torah, can become a producer of Torah. His thoughts become Torah. He becomes one with the Torah because he has internalized the Torah into himself and therefore from within himself, from within his neshama, he has insights into the Torah which bring him into a level of relationship with the Torah and a level of relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is a new level which did not exist until the Kimu Vekiblu of, of Purim. we talk about Torah Shalopeh, we become producers. The duality between subject and object, that there is a person, a subject, who is studying an object outside of him, that duality is no longer exists. The duality is shown to be really one. So our study of Torah is made possible by the what? The totality of the Jew is involved in Torah. Because of that, we become, it's possible for us to delve into the Torah. And by the why, the unmasking of the depths, the layers of reality, which are paralleled by layers of, uh, of reality and the meaning of the Torah. So therefore, the what, the why, and the how of Purim all repaired dualities. What? The spiritual and physical components of the Jew. It's all one. We're not split. We're not schizo. The why? Because we saw that the revealed presence of Hashem and His hiddenness, it's all the same. There aren't two different worlds. There are two different perceptions. But the essence is, whether Hashem is apparent in the world, or whether He's hidden in the world, but his presence is always there and always felt. And the how? The Torah, which is Hashem's word, and the Torah as understood by Chachmei Yisrael, the new and the insights which they discover and create, it's all one. We are one with the Torah. So before Purim, we were Mephuzar and Mephorad, scattered and fragmented. The mitzvahs of Purim are intended to bring us together. The mitzvahs of Purim, the mitzvah of Mishloach Manos, sending gifts to one another. The mitzvah of Matanas Lavyonim, taking care of the poor people. The mitzvah of the Suda, of eating, where traditionally we eat, called Mishpacho, Mishpacho, called everybody eats together in a, in a group, where we celebrate Gedola Legima, the Gemara tells us, that when people drink together, it brings the hearts closer together. The mitzvahs of Purim are meant to create this unity to overcome the mefuzah mefora. We read the Megillah. We read the Megillah B'tzibur and Beit Knesset. Right? We come together. We could 
theoretically a person could be Yotze in the mitzvah as, as a Yochi too. But that's not the way Klal Yisrael celebrates. Klal Yisrael comes together as a tzibur to read the Megillah, to read, relive the nace of Purim. So we were before Zerfars, but if we celebrate Purim right, if we do it right, if we enter into it with the knowledge, with the understanding that on Purim, it's an opportunity which presents itself once a year. Every holiday is an opportunity that presents itself once a year. But Purim is a holiday that presents itself once a year. And if we do it right, by becoming one with ourselves, one with the Torah, one with seeing the unity of Hashem's presence in the world, so then we will become Zohar to the title, to the, that which, uh, which Chazal said about Am Yisrael. Umi ki amcha Yisrael goy echad ba'aretz. Who is it like the Jewish people is one nation in the world and may Hashem's be, may be Hashem's will that we find unity in the Jewish people, we find unity with each other, and we find unity with the Torah and have a very, very successful program.